Hello and welcome back to Getting Saucy. I'm here as always with our big man, the Phoenix's own Alan Big Sauce Williams. How are you, big fella? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, good. Always a sunny day in Melbourne, so I, I can't complain too much. Who's complaining, mate? We, we just uh, got off the court and obviously uh, had a little bit of a run around. How are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad. Yep. Yeah, hanging good. in there and trying to work through a couple of things here and there, and uh, we'll see how I go. Yeah, a couple of niggles, but... I know that social media has been blowing up and wishing you all the best because you did miss the game against the Adelaide 36ers. Yeah. But guess where we played that one? The brand new State Basketball Centre. How good was it? So nice. Uh, first and foremost, like the crowd was absolutely amazing as they always are whenever we play in games at SBC. And then just the new facilities, just a new feel around it. And it's a good energy. And uh, I just think it's going to be the home for a, a lot of wins in this area uh, as well as for the Phoenix. Brand new gym, brand new pool, $132 million into yeah. this facility. But the main thing is we've got a new podcast space to record in, isn't it? That's it. This is an amazing space we have here at the new SBC. It's like it was built specifically for the Getting Saucy podcast. So shout outs to whoever, whoever made it. The Victorian made this government. Uh, Victorian government. Source, well source, done. Source always been a big, big uh, fan of the Victorian government. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a Melbourne man. So Victoria, very close to your heart. Now, Source. We unfortunately have lost a couple in a row. Mm -hmm. Now uh, we are, we've, I think we've lost seven of the last eight, but mm -hmm. the morale in the group, tell me a little bit about that. It's up. You know, when you, when you take a look at the NBL ladder right now and you see that I think it's third or fourth place, I'll have 11 wins and we're on nine. And so it's just a matter of stringing a couple together um, and hopefully some teams around there lose some games and we'll be right in the mix. So it's, it's, it's no heads down. It's continue to move forward and just trying to figure out a way out of this rut. Now we did, our, our most ho, uh, our most recent home loss again at the SBC was against the Adelaide 36ers. Now yeah. we have a guest, don't we? We do. We got a guest. Now he's uh, he's hit you up to come on the podcast. Yes. So we we're going to try and do it a couple of months ago. But look, let's run through a couple of things because this man loves the Phoenix for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Now he averages more points against the Phoenix than anybody else mm -hmm. against any team. He seems to circle Southeast Melbourne on the on the calendar. He did it at Sydney. Yeah. He's done it at Adelaide. Yeah. For the first time on Getting Saucy, we have an external person. It's external guest to the podcast and, and a competitor. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's out to kill us every time. And boy, does he. He does. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, DJ Vasiljevic. What's up, baby? Uh, I appreciate you having me, man. Mate, welcome to the pod. Welcome back to Melbourne. You are a Melbourne boy. Melbourne at heart. How are you going in Adelaide, year one? Uh, it's it's different. Lifestyle's a lot different, um, but I enjoy it. I live by the beach. Uh, I get to walk around, see the beautiful women. You know, try different things. So it's it's really good. Adelaide's a place to be. Isn't Adelaide it? is nice. Like it really changed my mind this year when we went down there. I got a chance to head to Henley Beach and just see that area and just see the the, the calm water out there, the nice white sandy beaches. I know you living it up out there, no, bro. Man, I live right by the beach. It's a fifty meter walk every day. So. It's crazy. I didn't get the invite to the crib though when I was there. Maybe well, next time. I yeah, mean, yeah. we beaches, so we didn't really. Uh, I don't know. Is, the the vibe of the group. There I didn't want it. There it is. <laughs> Let's talk about that. And as I mentioned off the top, bringing you in, you you do seem to play pretty well again. Against us, and honestly, as for, for neutral fans out there, I think they they watch you against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. What is it about the Phoenix that that makes you lick your lips? I mean, you scored thirty the last time we came over, and then obviously played on the on the Friday. Oh, sorry, on the Wednesday here at the State Basketball Centre. What is it about the Phoenix, DJ? I don't know. I think it's just I was never recruited highly out of college by either either team. So circling both both teams on calendars is kind of big on me, a big for me. Obviously, I had 30 against United, and obviously, I like playing against you guys a lot. But being a Melbourne kid, I've always wanted to play, in, you know, at home, but never got the chance. So, 
it's, it's the teams I like to play against. Right. On the calendar as well, I'm sure you'd be circling the games against United and Phoenix to, again, just get home to get to see, the, see the family, creature comforts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I get to go home. You know, I always go home night before the games, get to hang out with my family. And I'm, I'm dad, my sister, I go see my boys, um, see how they're doing. So it just gives me a bit of mental relaxation. And then obviously the next day we get up and hoop and, you know, we try to get wins. So good. Hey, we're going to take a quick break on getting saucy. Sauce, there is so much we need to talk to with Can't DJ. There's wait. NBA, there's NBL, yes. there's everything. So we'll be back right after this. Hey, I'm Nick Kyrgios. Phoenix Saw is a program aimed at school kids to help them deal with any mental health and well-being issues that arise. We at the Phoenix want to help your school. So get in touch today and get involved with the program. We're back on Getting Saucy with our main man from Adelaide, DJ Vasiljevic. He's gone pretty well so far, hasn't he, Saucy? Yeah, man, he's great. Great to have somebody external from the Phoenix onto the pod. More awareness out there. All the NBL's watching. All the um, Australia's watching. It's it's big time, man. 100%. Now, if you look at the outset at the two of you, if you saw me walking down the street, there's not much similarity be- between the two of you. But what you do have in common is you are the best in your field. So, Saucy, you are arguably if not the best rebounder in the competition. In the world. In the world, uh, correct. Yeah. On the globe. Everywhere I've been, I've led the league in, in rebounding, so I'll fuck myself up a little bit I'm, there, but go ahead. Honestly, I apologize because I had to sell you there, mate. My you bad. are in, in the globe, in the, globe. In the planet, nah. you are the best rebounder. Nah. And I think DJ goes pretty close with his shooting. Man. Now, for the people that don't play basketball day in, day out, can you both tell me in your mediums, how do you become the best shooter? How do you become the best rebounder? DJ, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of work off the court. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize how much, you know, we actually have to put in the work for our craft and stuff like that. Obviously, big source. And it's on the rebounding, it's the effort, it's the energy and trying to get it. For me, it's just the repetition and actually doing game-like shots. And yeah, you just got to keep working. You know, it's, if it's, I always do um, quality over quantity. So, you know, a lot of guys think shooting or making a thousand shots a day is going to get you nah. But sometimes just making that solid 500 game-like shots, you do a day in and day out and it just keeps triggering along. I think for all those young aspiring shooters out there and young ballers, like, do you have a routine, like a set routine that you got to get through all the time or does it kind of differ? Um, I, I like working, doing a, like a full workout before we actually do team practice. Uh-huh. Um, just getting like a little 30 minutes of my own stuff in. And it's just a mixture of everything, a bit of touch, you know, a bit of mid-range and obviously the three-point, you know, what I'm good at. So there's not really a set routine. I just, you know, what I talk with the coaches on how I'm going to be guarded and what kind of shots I take in the game. So that's really how I try to structure the workouts. It's big time. I know for me, in, in terms of rebounding, it's, it's work, it's effort, and it's all that stuff. But for me, it's a lot of studying too. So I'll sit there, especially for offensive rebounds, I'll sit there and I'll watch my teammates shoot for 10, 15 minutes and, and see the flight of the basketball and, and then where it's coming off. I know if Matt Kenyon's shooting, it's more of a line drive shot, whereas like if Gary's going, it's coming off of a dribble kind of fading back so maybe it hits short and so understanding those little nuances definitely helps me out and then I uh, again it's that it's that effort and desire to go get it but you don't get to the level that that we're at at this point without the hard work and without actually getting it in all the time so yeah and that's what I, uh, that's what I wanted to touch on as well I think it is the the extra study yeah. so there are millions of people around Australia that are putting up shots and playing pickup games and, and everything in between but it's that study yeah. so is that a little bit for you DJ as well is it You've played out situations in your head. You know what shot to take. You know what to do in what situation against what defender. Is it that extra study that helps you in your 100%, game? 100%. I think this year I've actually focused more on the study of the game and how I'm going to get my shots because, again, being the main guy in Adelaide, it's like 
you're going to be attract the most attention. So like, how am I being guarded by Matthew Delvadova or how am I being guarded by like a Bryce Cotton? And you got to see how they guard, where I can come off and create. So again, like what Source said is, you just got to watch a lot of films, see how people guard, and then that's how you get your shots. And I think when I get going, it opens up a lot of freedom for my teammates. Like I think Isaac Humphries is playing some unreal basketball right now, and. I think him and Big Source are the best bigs in the league, without a doubt. And then, obviously, Trey gives the license to Trey Cowell to play as good as he is. So, When you got to Adelaide, now you mentioned Adelaide, and you said you are the main man there. Absolutely. We've seen that across the season already. There was a, a sharp turnaround from where they were to where they are now, Source. But your arrival in Adelaide made a lot of headlines. Is there... Is this something you, you can say to that? I mean, you, you came from Washington and you are waved, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But has, has Adelaide been a little bit of a safe haven for you? Oh, uh, yeah, man. I felt wanted. Like, I've never been wanted in my life. Like, it's not taking a dig at, at Sydney or whatnot. Like, I was needed there, won two championships. Cool. But now I want to be somewhere where I'm wanted. Like, I go to the store and everyone wants a photo and you yeah. get to hang out. Like, it's just, that's, what, that's where I want to be. Yeah, it gets annoying at times, but it's cool to see it, like, so, you know, Adelaide's a place and hopefully I can stay there in the long term, maybe. Or if, you know, if I can come back to Melbourne, we'll see what happens. What does that mean to you? Nah, there's, there's definitely, hopefully there's a, there's a shot in, in free agency that we can get. Obviously, <laughs> DJ's an incredible talent, brings a lot to it. And so it would be, it would be an honor to be able to play on the same floor as him. Well, um, one day. What I took from that source is he's signing at the fence. Yeah. He's on the podcast. He's on getting sourced. You don't come on getting sourced unless you have interest. Yeah. Hey, you you spoke a little bit about being wanted and you took that step towards the NBA and you had an Exhibit 10 contract with yep. the Washington Wizards. Didn't work out. Um, talk to me a little bit about, uh, obviously Source can speak to this a little mm-hmm. bit as well, but talk to us a little bit about, I guess, how that played out. Um, and there's, there's I guess, it's a, almost a sad story in how you got waived. Yeah, I mean, NBA is a is a business, man. So they they don't really care. They just care what's best for their organization. And Source, you can probably speak on it as well. But you know, I was promised training camp and fight for that last two way spot. You know, two days before the camp, they call me on a Sunday at six a.m. saying, "Hey, you're waived." And yeah, like, well, what else do you expect? You call your agent, you call people around to see what you know what I should do and whatnot. And you know, Pete Hooley emphasized a lot. I don't think I'm I'm fitted for the G League. Like I just didn't I don't didn't want to enjoy it, didn't want to play it. So I made a decision to stay another week, see how it plays out. They were treating me like trash in all honesty. Um and yeah, I just wanted to come back and play basketball. And people say, Oh yeah, but the NBA. Yeah, the money, you know, can be life changing, but I don't want to sit on the bench because that can ruin my chances for the Olympics this year and kind of give me a shot. So I just want to come back, prove to Brian Gorge and kind of prove to everyone around the league that hey, I wanna come back and you know, I can try and lead a team to the finals. Minutes over money source? Always. I mean, I think it's it's life experience, too. It's going somewhere where you're wanted. Like, he touched on it. He said he left that situation and went somewhere that actually wanted him. So that means Adelaide was blowing his phone up saying, hey, we want you, we want you, we want you. There's no better feeling in the world like that. When you get to a place like that, especially going through the tumultuous, like, turns of the NBA and the promises here and the, the not fo- coming through with the promises there on the other end, bro, like – it's a, it's a no-brainer. And then to be able to also make this real push for the Boomers, which is a real possibility with the way you've been playing, obviously, and that's an aspiration for you. And we're going to plug it and plug it and plug it to get this man on the Boomer squad. Um, that's it, it's, it seems like you made the right decision for yourself and for your career, bro. And, like, that's, that's always going to take over the dream of the NBA because if you're good enough, right, and it takes out, it's, that door's never closed. So. Another thing you both have in common, you both chose the NBL over the G League. Why? Uh, For me, it was past me now. So, like, I left overseas after the G League. I played one year at the two-way. I didn't love it. 
the the style of play, the quality of play in the G League isn't super great. Um, it's meant for long athletic wings, and I'm not a long athletic wing. I'm not up there dunking and doing all that kind of crazy stuff that those guys are doing down there. Um, I like playing real basketball in the sense of using my brain to be able to figure out different reads and matchups. And so I left that situation, one, for that, and two, financially, playing overseas was going to make way more money for me than playing a season in the G League. And so I'm I'm not of the mindset that I need to go chase this dream, chase this dream. I know what I want to achieve in my basketball career. That's making as much money as I can and being stable financially when I'm done playing while also playing at a really high competitive level. And for me, that G League didn't offer that for me. And so no, I definitely great. agree. I was like, you just want to play, right? And you want to be remembered for how you played and, you know, what you've done in your career. So, again, for me, I don't think the G League was the right. Like, I could have been there, spot up shooter, and that was it. But I don't want to be just known as a spot up shooter. I want to come in, you know, a guy who can score, who can defend. I feel like people underestimate my playmaking at times too. I think I've I kind of took a step forward in that direction, having the ball in my hands a little bit more. But as I said, man, the money money and lifestyle here in Australia is great. Like, yeah, we get, I'm a local, so I get taxed. But again, this is the lifestyle. You know, I live in Adelaide, but I'm from Melbourne. Like, those are two of the best cities probably in Australia. Like, like who, who doesn't want to live here, you know? So yeah, for me, it's just about that and being happy. Mentally, you got to be in a great spot. And I think just making that decision has changed me for the better. I think the coolest thing that both you and I both do is the, is the commentary stuff too. The, yeah. the, the media, off, the off-court opportunities that are around because you play in Australia during this time, during the summer, there's so much to do. Like, I mean, you do it, I do it. Yeah, the league's so good at it. Like, yeah. I'm commentating, you know, man, like, they want me in there. Like, it's, it's, it gives a different perspective. For you know, sure. you don't get, always get the same commentators. You know, we analyze the game because we play in a certain different way. And, yep. Yeah, I just enjoy it. I think there's a lot of media opportunities off the court as well with, like, I'm trying to get in the AFL space in the yeah. offseason and, and do stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just Australia provides that opportunity for much more than just basketball. The only knock I've got you on, on your, your footy club? Yeah, he's just going to say, he's, he's about to mention it. Oh, I'm a Richmond supporter, man. Oh, man. i got to support my boy, Tim Torino. <laughs> man. So when, uh, so it's, I think it's the Anzac Eve clash, Richmond v. Melbourne. We'll yeah. see you guys in front of a TV. Up the D's! <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> our, our goal is to get Source having a kick. With I'm the, getting the kick, With Max Gord. I'm getting the kick. Christian Petrarca. Yeah, I actually goal, want to yeah. get in the kitchen with Christian Petrarca because I heard he's he be actually cooking a chef, <laughs> I really think I can I can throw down, too. So I, I want to get in there with him one of these days. I, I'll eat it, but yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. cook it. I'll to, eat it. To be honest, nice. I think you guys remain cooking on the court. Let him do the cooking. I'm talking about on in the kitchen. I'm I'm nice, ass. Don't do that. I'm nah, nice. Ask cook, my cook. wife. My Cassidy, you know I'm, I'm good. I'm my good. Can cook. Hey, we'll take another break and we'll be back with more. And DJ and Sauce after this. Hey, I'm John Wall for the best corporate hospitality experience in the league. Inquire about Phoenix Platinum and courtside packages today. They're selling quick, so get in touch now. We're back on Getting Saucy. DJ and Sauce have dominated this podcast so far. It's all been positive, but I want to ask you something. You guys are both central figures of your team. How do you deal with the scrutiny? You guys are, again, the main men, but when people are saying, when the keyboard warriors get up, when commentary, when media are talking about you, how do you deal with that? It's not easy. I mean, it was easier when I played in China, Russia, or Japan because it's a different language. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily go to the trouble of like translating it all out. But no, nah, it's tough. You know, it's 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 a lot that goes into it. But at the end of the day, you understand why you play the game. You play it for the people that love you, right? You play it for the people that appreciate what you bring to the table and do. And so, all the negative stuff just kind of gets pushed to the side. And it and use it as motivation, man. Like somebody tells me I I, I can't average a double double again, and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna show you I can do it. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I use it for motivation. 
Yeah, I, I could piggyback on that. Like, I don't really care too much. I mean, the way I see, like, all these commentators and stuff, they used to play in the past, or some of them never played before. If you haven't played, honestly, like, do you just stay in your lane? And obviously, the greats like Andrew Gaze and Art Copeland, they can compensate back. But the way I see it is, if you have my number, you can text me and, and you know, we can talk personally. But if you don't, I don't care less. Yep. That's the way I don't care what you say. Like, it's, that's, that's the memo I've been rolling with. So, I mean, I'm just going to stay in my lane. I play the game. I'm. You know, trying to help Adelaide win a championship or try and make the play in and, and stuff like that. So just keep moving forward. Last one on that. A lot of people say that the the athletes don't read and they don't they don't watch the TV and they don't watch the reports. They don't read NBL media or like is that true? What cap. about for you guys? No, okay. We, we, yeah. we read everything. <laughs> we read everything. We just don't comment. I mean, I've been bad. I deleted Twitter because yeah. I used to say some stuff back in the past, so I had to, you know, stay out of it. But no, we we read everything. Trust yeah, us. I use I use I try to use that. The Twitter space that I'm in, if I see something negative, I try to come back positive if I can. This is like killing with kindness, bro, in that sense, on that on that app especially. But I, we definitely read and see everything, bro. Like, don't let don't let these athletes out here try to tell you that they ain't not reading stuff unless they unless they're deleting the app itself, bro. It's if it's there, we're gonna see it. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Adelaide's turnaround, and yeah. I think. Uh, they said it in the press conference in the Adelaide Phoenix game to the coaches that there's almost been a, a direct swap. So the Phoenix were as high as second mm-hmm. on the NBL table, slipped a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Adelaide is starting to make a little bit of a surge. Mm-hmm. DJ, you're a good one to ask. You've come in, I think, when they were one and six one around, five, yeah, yeah, around, around there. Yeah. Um, a market shift. What's been the change? Um, honestly, I think, you know, we had a coaching change mm-hmm. like when Scotty Ninnis kind of simplified a lot of things. He shortened the rotation and, you know, practice has been very competitive because guys aren't playing. So it's like, man, I want to play. So they've been fighting for their minutes and everyone's kind of bought into their own roles, which has been good. And I think Sunday, Mitch McCarran, Jason Kadee coming off the bench has been, you know, good for us. And, you know, we've just been all just, we're hooping. Like they let, they're giving me and Trey the ball in our hands. I think Isaac has been very dominant in the last few weeks. So we're just all having fun. Like when, whenever you win, we go out and, you know, have a wine, have a beer. Like we enjoy like each other's company. Like we could just go to practice and that's it. You don't see anyone else. But we actually spent some time off the court, go out to eat, spend time with people's families. Like, and that's how we kind of emphasize it on the court as well. I think we at the Phoenix, uh, we've been hit with a myriad of injuries. But mm-hmm. as you said, the the morale is still up. So we are almost on the same blueprint as, mm-hmm. as the 36s. Do you see that as well, Source? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 funny in this NBL season, uh, things can change so quickly, right? And all it takes is a good game, you know, and, and or, or a good week of practice. And, and that can really spark you going into another game. And so as as I look and see these last couple of games play out for our team as well as the Adelaide team, I think it's just about finding the joy in that grind and understanding that at this point there's nothing to lose. You you go, you go as hard as you possibly can, you fight, you understand that if you win out, if you win a couple amount of games, whatever it is, you're gonna put yourself in a position to be in that playing. And once once you're in that thing, anything can happen, bro. That's the crazy thing. I think this is the most kind of up and down, like on the ladder NBL season we've seen Facts. in a long time. Like we, t- I talked about a couple of commentary people. Like anyone can beat anyone. Like yep. you, from third to you know last tenth, yep. anything can happen anything in the next happen. two three weeks. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how things roll. So I'm hoping we continue ours, and you know some people drop down, and then we go <laughs> in. So it anything can happen. Well, that's right. Hey, let's talk. A successful NBL season, you've been part of it. Of course, you haven't quite tasted the success mm-hmm. of a title. What is that moment like when you finally win that title and you're champions of the NBL? 
You've done it twice. Uh, I've done it twice. I think the first one's like it was because it, it's the first one's always the best one. Um, and I just say that was a five day bender. That was a long five days. <laughs> so let's just say uh, when you party with Ian Clark, who's an uh, NBA uh, champion, yeah. Jalen uh, Adams, Gerald Martin, Xavier Cooks, like it was. It, it's just like everything you've done to get there. Like it, it was worth it. Like we were three and seven. Like a lot of people don't remember that three and seven. We were fighting injuries. Xavier Cooks was getting ejected and unsportsmanlike because that's just how X was. Um, but we kind of just bought in. You know, once we bought in Ian Clark, um, it was just everything just twisted. And obviously Chase Buford, you know, didn't get the recognition he deserved. I think he should have won one or two coaches, uh, uh, Coach of the Year awards. And yeah, I think it's just bittersweet, man. It was it was just amazing. Unreal. What would it be like to to finally? Finally, salute that five-day bender for sure. With the <laughs> In boys. Melbourne, for sure. It'd be crazy. No, nah, it'd be crazy. No, nah, just to just to have all of your work that you put in that whole season to come out at the end on top is just something that that's what that's what you play for, you know. And so, I'm always envious in in of the guys that have have had a chance to get that done because it's something that I really really want. But um, you know, that's why you, that's why you keep putting the shoes on, man, so you can go out there and try to win chips. That's it. One thing that you are chasing is an Olympic gold, DJ. Yeah. So we touched on it before. What would it be like if your name was read out on that team list to go to Paris? I'd probably cry for real. Like, yeah. Just like, because my parents have sacrificed so much to put me in this position and play the game. What, what and, is the background of, of the parents? Uh, my parents are from former Yugoslavia. Um, obviously, they, they left in 96 when the war broke out, went to Canada. That's where my sister and I were born. And then they started fresh out of two suitcases. And then when we moved to Australia again, they started fresh. So, you know, they've done it tough. So, you know, everything they've done, I play for them, play for my sister as well. So, yeah, it's just all about family. But, you know, to put on the green and gold and hear my name, like, that would just top it all off. Like, you talk about winning championships, talk yeah. about meeting people. Oh, nah, nothing will beat, like, getting your name ready. You're Olympian for life. Like, mm-hmm. no one will forget that. What's the what's the pitch to Gorge? Like, what's the pitch? Like, how are you? What do you – what what does DJ bring to this Boomer squad that they didn't have in the World Cup? Honestly, I think it was shooting. Yeah. Um, and I'm not expected to play 30 plus minutes like mm-hmm. I do in the NBL. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you 10 to 15, and I'll, you know, bust my ass on defense. Yeah. I'll make wide open shots. I think I just open up the floor. You know, I think I've shown in a lot of international tournaments. Um, you know, I've won a silver medal at the 17s. I've won a bronze medal at the university games. So, kind of just, you know, my experience really. Yeah. And I think I'll get a good crack with, you know, me with Mitch Creek. We're going to the FIBA window in February. Yeah. So. I think we're going to you know, go out there and do our thing and kind of put our hands up and say, hey, I think we deserve a shot too. Thank you. Unreal. That's awesome, man. I can't wait for it. I mean, you clearly have okay. to ask the obligatory question. You make that list. Where does the Olympic tattoo go? You're clean skin now. Yeah, I'm clean skin. I, I don't know, man. I'm Surely you get one, right? Oh, for sure. I think, I think it's, like, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know where, though. I haven't never thought about it. Yeah. I just want to make it first. And it'll probably be on the wrist or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. See it every day. Yeah, 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 so people know, hey, you know, Olympia. <laughs> Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Free drink cards on behind this year, I think, for DJ. <laughs> hey, we'll take one more break. We'll be back with some questions from the crowd after this. If you're looking for a fun and exciting way to spend your holidays, look no further than Heartland Hoops basketball camps. It's the ultimate holiday experience. Have fun learning new skills and making new friends with camps at a basketball center near you. Every camper will get a unique experience. And with no more than 12 campers to every coach, you'll be sure to learn something new. And if that wasn't enough, every camper receives a Heartland Hoops tee and a basketball, exclusive merchandise available only to our Heartland Hoops. Sign up now to secure your spot at semphoenix.com.au slash community. 
We're back on Getting Saucy. It's been an incredible episode, hasn't it, So much fun. It's, it's been it's crazy. Been fun. It's, a good, fun. it's a good energy switch, man. It's a good energy switch to get some new people in here as well, man. It's awesome. I'm claiming it. He's a Southeast Melbourne Phoenix's own DJ facility, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Have you found it? Nah, it's fun, man. Obviously, Saucy's got the personality, the energy. It's, you know, we always have a good vibe when we are around each other. So, yeah, it's something different, man. I like doing this sort of stuff, and I'm actually glad I jumped on today, so it's cool. You can tell there's a real bromance here. Dog, this is this is we have mutual friends too. Like yeah. one of my best friends. Am I one of the mutual friends now? Or? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's, 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 good. Good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. As is good. Hey lads, let's finish off with some questions from the crowd. Now, I really I, I love this one. I love the numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm massive on numbers. You wear 34, DJ. You wear 15, yeah. Source. Why? I'll go first. Originally, it was because of Vince Carter. Um, never had the hops like him, but I always loved how he like jumped through there and did that stuff. But then as I got later in life, I had a, a really good friend of mine who told me something cool about 15. It's like it means one individual and then five people as, as the team on the court at the time. So that's that's kind of what I run with now is the, the, the combination of both of those things. So. That's so cool. pretty cool. That's so yeah. cool. Shout out John Green, man. My dog. John Green, well played, mate. We've got our favorite number 15 here. Now, 34. Why 34? 34 was my first ever playing number. And uh, a lot of people don't, probably don't know the player, but Dresden Petrovic, mm-hmm. he was, he's my favorite player ever. And he always, he wore number three and number four. So you combine the two together and kind of just represent it. And yeah, my dad used to cut up a lot of tape of him and, you know, try to implement his game. So that's who I kind of, you know, looked up to growing up. Fire. He was Portland in New Jersey, wasn't he? Yeah. Buckets. Like, like, yeah. When you go to the Brooklyn uh, Barclays Center, his jersey's actually yeah, retired. Up there, there, so. Yeah. so good. And you wore three You wore three for Australia, didn't you? Nah, for Australia, I wore four. Four. Yeah. Four is my, uh, my number, so. Yep. So good. Tough. Unreal. Love it. Unreal. Now, you're a Melbourneian. Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant in Mel- Melbourne? My favorite restaurant is my... Big shout out to Bobby Lux with his restaurant, Casa Cantina, out, out in the west in Werribee. Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant. Beautiful food, unreal drinks. Uh, should check it out. Source. I gotta go. Me and wifey, me and wifey love some Mexican food, man. You so were saying your, your favorite food is um is that spicy kind of yeah, Mexican. So you found it's what happened. You would love it because they're actually the chefs are actually from Mexico. Like, no way. Yes, so it's authentic yes, Mexican bro. food. I have not found that in moment. So we're we're going there. Some of this before before the season's done, we're, we'll definitely make that trip out there. Casa Cantina. We're going to get the information and well, shout it out. Hopefully, throw it on there. Clearly, we're going to get some kickbacks and getting saucy. We get some free food. Right. <laughs> oh, man, I'll, I'll call my man Bobby right now. I know DJ. That's who I know. I'm getting <laughs> exactly. it for free. That's all you got to do in Melbourne. He's dropped DJ's name and you get but, everything. But as I did have one question. Oh, Obviously, question, being yeah. a Melbourneian, I, I call myself an honorary Melbourneite, even though that's not <laughs> well, the word that they use out here. Absolutely not the word, but we'll roll I with it. I know that. We're going to roll with it. Um, What's your favorite coffee spot, bro? But I ain't got one because I don't drink coffee. Oh, he does not God. drink coffee, bro. That's wild to me. I'm That's sorry. wild to me. I'm sorry. You're Serbian. Yes. European. Yeah. My European. Mom, it's crazy because my dad drinks coffee in the morning and my mom drinks coffee and she must have a dart. Oh, my God. And I don't even drink and no coffee. coffee. My sister, she's four years younger and she drinks coffee too, bro. And you yeah. grew up in Melbourne. Yes, bro. No coffee. That's crazy. You ever tried it? Nah. Oh, DJ, what are you doing? We need you to get you a strong flat white with oat milk it's gonna be nice and rich and velvety from these I'm good t- beans a, out here I'm bro i'm gonna touch my mom's turkish coffee there before, it is there it is yeah. there it is all right yeah, shout, out, shout out shout out shout out we start so we gotta yeah. start somewhere yeah. okay. absolutely i'll take that i'll take that <laughs> hey boys we're done here i think it's been an incredible episode i think it's arguably the most fun episode that we've done so far and DJ, we really appreciate you coming across the border and uh, and jumping on getting saucy. Nah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And hopefully we can run one 
you know, off camera a little bit. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> there's there's some good. stories that uh, we can only listen to after that midnight cutoff, I yeah. think, in Victoria. But hey, before we go, Source, Heartland Heroes Camp is going to happen on January 23rd at the brand new State Basketball Centre. You're going to be there. I'll be there. Can't wait to see all y'all. Make sure you're signing up. All the info from Az, I know he has it. It's going to be a, a, a ripper of a time. I have it, but I reckon you can go to semphoenix.com.au and find it yourself. We'll make sure we have some links to anything that we post here as well. Boys, as I said, incredible to have you both in. The bromance here is unreal. It's going to be fun watching you blokes play for the Phoenix. Next year. <laughs> and, um, that's just a, a personal side note. Source, always incredible. DJ, you are phenomenal. And as always, I've kind of been okay. Yeah, but, right. Hey, Getting Saucy with everywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you throw us a comment on our social media. Thank you again, boys. And we'll be back next week.